good people welcome to another exciting episode of the armbar chronicles i am your boy young smuff diggy hey what's good everybody this is your boy young clifton and it's dr old ass demetrius and once again we are here to give you some good ass wrestling and other things but first off how you guys been for another week of staying at home in quarantine um, I, I have been totally fine with staying home and quarantining because as, as Demetri is astutely told everybody last week, we at home with it, <laughs> still at home with it, and I, I don't care what anybody else is saying, I am not going to no beach, no state park. We reopening. I don't care if you even reopen everything now. Guess what? Your boy's gonna be staying home with it, and I am quite, I'm quite satisfied with with that right now because I got plenty of things to to entertain and pass the time while while while, while y'all niggas still continue to get sick. So yeah, that's just that's just how I am right now. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we still at home with it, man. I don't plan on stopping that anytime soon. Uh, even when they say, hey, you guys can come out. <laughs> nah, I'm going to still stay at home with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's been fine, man. Uh, you know, I go out maybe once a week, go to the grocery store or something, and yeah, that's about it. You got the face mask on? Yeah, 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 dog. I don't, yep. trust, I don't trust nobody. <laughs> you got a face mask? You got a glove also, bro? I wish I could show y'all, but yes, I do <laughs> No, it'd be so funny, man. I'd be in the grocery store, and somebody come by me, man, and I act like them niggas trying to rob me, bro. I run. I'm, I'm running from niggas. I'm, I'm running from everybody. Hey, where you going? Where you going? What you trying to do? Yes. Get, get away from me. What are your intentions, sir? What do you need? <laughs> Hands up, don't shoot. Get the fuck away from me, man. No, it's, it's, all, it's all weird, bro. Like, I was at the local food line. And these niggas got fucking wrong way signs going down the aisle. I saw that too. And I'm like, oh, okay, my nigga, um, ain't no police going to patrol which way I'm going down the aisle. So I'm going to get this bread in reverse, niggas. Shut up. What y'all doing? But now nah, this, like, no, the quarantine thing. Niggas going stir crazy. Niggas done changed out a sink faucet. Did some landscaping. Yeah, man. You been doing your HGTV shit. Hey, yeah, I peep you. No, I ain't doing none of that shit. That's all the wife. Well, the landscaping was me. Everything yeah. else was the wife. We made a... Um, she redid the pantry. I called myself helping. <laughs> I put a hole in the wall. That's That was my... You know, that was yeah. my addition to the whole pantry go. thing. Was a hole in the wall. There you go. I am not Tim the Two Man Taylor, B. <laughs> Home improvement is not my thing. 
Yeah, man. I saw y'all put that new sink in, and she be <laughs> she be on Facebook proud of that shit. I'm like, yeah, that's Lex. Yep. <laughs> she gonna give you all this shit, bro. Yeah. Shoot. Shoot. Also, you know, the landscape dog out there in the career, though, man. So that was you, bro. That was looking pretty nice out there, man. The curb appeal was definitely, so it was definitely, you know, popping, popping for you, bro. That's it, man. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we just trying to sell this shit, trying to flip yeah. a house. You feel me? I, I'm not going to lie. I had a nice little chuckle uh, looking at the pictures of my folks of uh, his home after the landscape. I was like, man, <laughs> that is. That is a beautiful home, but I, I can only imagine some of the most ignorant music yes. being played, being played from that home. That beautiful, that beautiful home. Yeah. I said, "Wow, that looks like every American house ever." But some of the most ignorant music is probably coming out of that. Those people, four hundred degrees, at least being blasted once a week from that from that block, y'all. I'm, I'm convinced. Thank you. You know, entire album. If you if you roll by my house on Saturdays, you know I'm outside with it. Yeah. Real quick with the Gucci. Oh, yeah. You know, all the little white children and black children. It's a mixed neighborhood. Mostly white children. Just mm-hmm. looking at me. Funny story. <laughs> had a child. Next door neighbor. Before I had my fence. Because I don't like children, so I got a fence. Before I got the fence, the kids... FTA used- before I got the fence, the kids used to come over there. So I'm chilling in the back. I got my son out there. So I don't have the the uncut version of music, you know. And still, the white child comes up to me and says, his parents don't allow him to listen to uh, music with cuss words because it was rap. You listen to music with cuss words in it. <laughs> And I'm like, thanks for telling me, child. But one, this doesn't have cuss words in it. Two, stop talking to me. And three, get out of my yard. This is my yard. Roman Reigns. Smoke the big dog. <laughs> this is my yard now. It's my yard now, little white child. <laughs> get away from me, white child. It's a little, little Timmy getting out of pocket out here. I don't know what he thought stepping on my property, talking about how I listen to rap music. That's good. Good for you. Nigga, nigga came home. Nigga came to Smuff's yard and pointed to the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> <laughs> Said, what's up, nigga? <laughs> Give me the bill. Yeah. All right, so... Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this wrestling thing. Um, the the things that have happened this week are very sad in the wrestling world. Uh, we had the Fink, Howard Fink, who passed away at the age of 69. Yeah. Apparently he had been sick, but it was still kind of out of nowhere. You know, it came right right after the the great exodus of many talent so that was hitting everybody in the fields and then boom the fink passed away yeah literally a day after we're a day after black wednesday that was tough man uh for some of y'all that don't know howard finkel came up with the term the word wrestlemania 
Uh, he was the first WWE or WWF employee hired. So yeah, man, it was it was a big loss for the wrestling world. Um, you know, and just his iconic voice of, and everybody was just talking about how he just said he would like everyone knows when you have a new champion because Howard Finkel would like that distinctive. His announcing was just like that's what wrestling was about, and I'm sure we've all heard it. And it's like it was a big loss, man. It was it was a tough week for wrestling, really tough week. Yeah, like I said, he's. <laughs> He's right up there with the likes of JR as like the, the voice, one of the many voices of our childhood. Yeah, you can think about all the times that you've heard heard new champions announced. It was his voice that was that was behind those moments. So like you said, that you just can't it's actually these times in which you really get a sense of the spectacle of wrestling takes a whole, there's a whole lot of people behind what actually, you know, gets you into, gets you into the moment that really takes you, you know, into, really takes you, you know, into that world and have, have you feeling like Young Smoke said, you, you're definitely in the fields and he was, he was one of the ones who, who, who just grasped you. You, you were, so you were grasped, like I said, it's, if you weren't excited right after the three count, you would be right after Howard Finkel <laughs> announced the new champion's crown. So rest in peace. Rest rest in peace, Fink. I said that you 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 have deserved your rest and prayers to his family and to all who have who've known and loved the man, man. I said that see you next lifetime, Fink. Yep, yep. But <clears throat> speaking of, um, we spoke of earlier with the mass exodus of a lot of WWE employees, whether it be talent, front office, producers, road agents, what have you. It was just a bad time, you know. Everybody's trying to figure out ways to cut costs or whatever. Um, due to the coronavirus. And I think it was just kind of awkward how uh, how WWE played it, Vince McMahon or whatever. I think it's like, okay, now you decide to let all of these people go. Y'all only have live shows for like six weeks now. Like, now you decide to let people go because for more than likely, you know, they won't be able to go to AEW, the the main competition at this point. Right. And it's, it's like, I hope, you know, you guys are just trying to cut costs until this, this blows over, whenever that may be. Right. And the majority of those people, those people who, you know, weren't asking for their release anyway. Um, can come back, but only time will tell, right? Yeah, I think that's why why we heard about, or at least the emphasis of some of the backstage people getting furloughed instead of just absolutely let go because of the fact that you know it's it's already a very 
a very bad situation. And, and just to just go back for one moment, I just want to say that that yes, this is we tend to you know forget, or at least uh, is is glossed over by the fact that the WWE is a big business. Well, we know that the WWE is a big business, but it's a publicly traded company, and and for good, bad, or indifferent, they have stockholders that they have to answer to. There's stockholders that they have to actually, to actually, you know, they're, they're fiduciaries. So they have a fiduciary, you know, agreement to actually look out for, you know, the welfare, the welfare of the company. And unfortunately, this is one of those instances where if you see yourself losing $25 million off of off of your biggest show of the year and you aren't running live shows, you're not getting live gates, you're not selling merchandise like you like you have been doing, and you were trying to just keep your projections. Now, this is what it's about, y'all. This isn't really about profitability or at least, you know, staying profitable because the WWE is profitable. This is about looking out for their stock prices to make sure that they actually make their projections for, for whatever quarter that they're going to. And unfortunately, just like any other big company, one of the first costs that they make is to personnel. Now, with that said, I will say that executives have got a price cut. How big of a price cut? We don't know. But they're cutting costs all around. And again, this is just one of the, you know, one of the slimier and more unfortunate Unfortunate, you know, unfortunate, you know, realities of business, of big business. They have to cut costs, and unfortunately, the people who actually have families and who actually have real skin in the game are the ones who actually, actually, first ones to get the axe. It's real sad. I hope that others, you know, actually make, actually, you know, make do or jump on their feet as soon as possible. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think more about it's unfortunate all around, but a lot of the a lot of the people let go were around for uh, that's, that's Teddy Riley. A lot of people were uh, around for damn near two decades, almost two decades. Like, some of the people we're probably going to list uh, Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, uh, there are a bunch of writers and producers and like people who've been around for years, so it's a really dark time. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. Is like, okay, no offense to No Way Jose, <laughs> oh my God. right? I know like, no offense to him, no offense to Eric Young, mm-hmm. but no, honestly, to me, no offense to Primo and Epico. Mm-hmm. But it's like for them, when you see that, you be like. Okay, I get it. Yep. But when you see people like, like you said, Heath Slater, Zack Ryder, Mike Kyoto. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think that was the biggest name when I saw, like, everybody getting cut or whatever, everybody getting released. Like, Mike, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> he, he, been, yeah. he been there. Mike like, Kyoto been around, bro. <laughs> Like he was there before I could walk and talk. I've been hearing Mike Kyoto's name 
forever. Dude. Yes. It sounds like we grew up in Mike Kyoto. I said, if Mike Kyoto, if, if Mike Kyoto has been there, you know, for like 20 plus years, I would absolutely believe it. Like you said, we've heard that name for a long yeah. time. And, and for those listeners who are like, who the fuck is Mike Kyoto? He was a, a referee. Mm-hmm. Just know the the love for referees. If you if you get in tune with wrestling, they do have their own storylines sometimes and actions. And Mike Kyoto was one of those people who was in storylines and just refereed a lot of the big the bigger main event uh, matches. So it's like when you think of when you think of refs. You more you're more than likely you're going to think of Mike Kyoto and Earl Hefner. Yep, yeah. Those are like the two greatest refs in wrestling history. Oh, and and Red Shoes. <laughs> and also, well, wasn't Kyoto the one who actually who also took that bump when Brock Lesnar suplexed Big Show in is it Big Show in the middle of the ring? Yeah, when he yeah. asked me. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, sad day, man. Sad day. I just hope, like like some other mentioned, I just hope this is something where potentially, you know, majority, if not all of these, uh, all of these people can get their jobs back. Um, you know, once once this thing is figured out. Uh, yeah, I just hope it happens, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Carl Anderson is already saying fuck the dumb shit. I'm in Japan oh. with it. Yeah. Oh, y'all said Trump over here? Well, I'm in, I'm in New Japan with it. I'm, I'm over there <laughs> okay. already. Like, as soon as as soon as soon they had the list, he already had promo stuff going on. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. But don't Tokyo got the corona as well? Yes, they do. <laughs> they all do. In fact, they're not running shows. Nobody... They're still, you know, shut down over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have a plan, but again, when are they going to reopen? And just to your point earlier, Smuff, it's not like they could immediately go to AEW because AEW is going to do the same thing. And the fact that they are they are brand spanking new, they can't just, you know, they have to watch out for, so watch out, you know, for their financials as well during this time. No money coming in from live gates. And yeah, like I said, they're not there's not gonna be a mass mass signing of former, you know, WWE people and again, no way Jose, I don't see him going to AEW providing, you know, any type of I don't see him providing any type of, you know, help or anything of value to an AEW. So they have to watch they have to watch the so watch it the same way. And just to what you were talking about before we got on Demetrius, this probably what makes it, you know, even worse. The fact that you're doing it during a time when over 30 million Americans that are out of a job, filing for unemployment, and the fact that they can't readily go to go to, you know, a place that they can, you know, sign to, you know, carry on work and get some work in. And y'all, let's just call it for what it is. I don't know if they would have done it this early. But I think that the coronavirus pandemic has actually moved moved the fact that, or at least 
it, it moved the WWE to actually do something that I, that I thought was inevitable. And that was the them signing talent because they were just so afraid of them going somewhere else like AEW to provide competition or, or they hate to see them you know, get over somewhere else because they were wasted over there in their company. So you sign these folks to these, you know, big money, long-term contracts, and not even a year later, they have to, you have to let them go because of the bubble burst. Mm-hmm. And I actually read, read an interview with, with Mike Canellis, even though he might be the weakest man on earth, he did actually break, break up a great point about the fact that they can't, you can't really go <laughs> go anywhere now. This and who knows how long this cup, this country at least is going to be shut down when it comes to when it comes to this. Like I said, there ain't nobody really hiring. Yeah, where they could go. Yes. Impact's not running shows. Indy's not running any shows. So yeah, yeah tough, be, tough situation all around. It's going to be awkward. I mean, like you said, at this point, no one's running shows. So if you didn't manage your money correctly. Um, you're going to be like the rest of us, either just chilling at home, waiting on a stimulus check, or um, working at the local Home Depot until this blows over. But, oh, for, for you people out there who think everybody who got released is just going to randomly go to AEW, no, that's not going to happen. If, no. If anything, I know for sure one person who may go, um, but he may just be loyal to the WWE because I, I really have a feeling that once this blows over, Zack Ryder is going to get another WWE contract. But if he doesn't, you know, him and Cody are like real tight. So he may go to AEW. Rusev might. Yeah, now that's the one. That's one of but, the ones I'm still trying to figure out how you messed that up, guys. I mean, it's not really, it's not really on them, right? It's on Vince. Just like we, no one for the life of them for one. Um, don't know why they didn't care about Luke Harper. We don't, I, I don't know. He was like the most agile big man. Still probably one of the most agile big men in wrestling today. Um, no one ever knows why they don't give Cesaro a better push. He's probably one of the greatest wrestlers going. That's exactly what I said last episode, man. As soon as his contract's up, run, son. Run because it makes no it makes no sense, guys. But I, I mean, it makes no sense. I honestly think some of these wrestlers may just be happy in their in their role. Like I think Cesaro right now, us as fans might not agree with his push, but he may be comfortable in. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm gonna do all this wrestling. Um, catch me at the live shows. I like live shows better. I'm getting this money. I'm chilling. You never know. Yeah, and at least going back to Rusev's case, at least Lana's still signed with the company, so they can keep them afloat for 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 however however long you know it needs to be. She's at least bringing in a check in that household. So 
some you know some can say that, but of course, look at that. Look at the Canellas household. Everybody, everybody though know, up is up. You know, Shit's Creek, and unfortunately, she's on maternity leave. So they got they got released while she was on maternity leave. In fact, that's another one of the things he said in his most recent interview. I forgot what website it was, but when they got the heads up that Vince was going to release talent in order to cut costs. He immediately told his wife that they were going to be the ones that he was going that they were going to be the ones you know caught up in the wave. So an hour later, they got the call, and it wasn't just him. And that's one thing he he reiterated that he wanted he wanted his release last year before they actually resigned with the company, you know, to to a big deal. He wanted to be released. His wife didn't. Because he didn't money. Actually, <laughs> what? I feel like that's very illegal, though. Oh, yeah, that's Demetrius. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. You're you're the doctor. I know that you're not a law doctor. I don't even know if they're a law doctor. <laughs> but is that did that not seem a little illegal? A law doctor is funny. Uh, yeah, that, that's very illegal, man. You can't you can't fire nobody when they're pregnant, bro. That's not a that's not a baby shower gift. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Not no Vince. You can't do that. <laughs> I do. People already think you a piece of shit, man. You really, man. you really leaning on this a little bit too hard, hard, my man. Look, man, we all know Vince is crazy, but he's a crazy genius because he's able to make wrestling essential in Florida. How is wrestling essential? <clears throat> they said uh, it was because it is uh, important to the Florida economy. I get that. Cool. But that's when the Florida economy is open. <laughs> because people have to come to your shows. Yeah. No yeah. one's coming to your shows. And no one's coming to a, a 500 seat performance center for sad shows either. So. But but yeah, but to to figure in on this, listeners, if you all want to know how quid pro quo works, this is how it works. Let's just say that you had a wife that, again, hypothetical, y'all, you had a wife that used to work on the cabinet for the current president of the United States of America. Okay? Said wife, although she is no longer working for the president in an official capacity, she is actually running a super political action committee that that still is pro the current president of the United States. Said political action committee said that they were going to pump $18.5 million into the state. Again, the state that says that that, that your company, again, that, that, that your company that, that you know, your, your, your spouse is, that, that your spouse, you know, runs, the company that's essential to your state's economy, if she said that she's pumping $18.5 million into ad campaigns to re-elect Trump and re-elect the governor, and then, literally a day later, it's said that your company is now in the central business in Florida. 
I just got to say, y'all, it, 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 it's great to have money. It, it, it's great to have white privilege and money. And, and don't forget, Vince McMahon is also on the committee to open the U.S. economy. That's right. He's like the head person. And I'm like, how, how did this happen? The, the, the carnival man is the person who's going to lead to open the academy. The carnival man with bad ties and suits. And not only that, and not only, his most recent venture also went bankrupt. That's one thing we didn't cover during the cuts either, listeners. The XFL. The XFL is now bankrupt and is now up for sale. I mean, that, that wasn't his fault. That was that was just a natural disaster. He got swept oh, yeah. up. And yeah, we knew it was going to happen, though, but still. Well, if, if not this year, eventually. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out X, there. XFL was doing way better than they were in 99, man. Like a lot oh, no of, doubt. A it, was lot actually, of people were it was actually looking like legit football for this like the last leap. Oh week. yeah, old ass Demetrius, you um, you uh, Steve, Stephen A. I'm not. <laughs> so, how did how did you feel about the XFL for those two weeks? Hey, it was straight, man. Like I ain't gonna lie, like we, I think we even talked about it, but I I can already see it now. I can see like some dark music, some niggas playing football. It turns black, and you just see on the screen third times the charm. XFL 2025, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, com- it's coming back, though. It's going to happen. It's coming back, man. It's going to happen. Vince yeah. is, like, that's that's been his dream, was to run a football league. I don't know why. Because it's like, <laughs> this, the wrestling thing, he's good at it. But you can tell that, okay, this is something that I'm just carrying on the legacy of my father. Mm-hmm. I made it my own cool, but I want something that I started. And this is why the XFL will never die. Yeah, Vanity Project. It's a classic Vanity Project. Like you said, it's his. <laughs> it's his. He put his own money. He actually put his own money up for it. I will give him that. He put his money where his mouth is with it. Thought he had some other, you know, people who knew what they were doing. And really, he, he had some legit folks folks to come in for him. You know, Oliver Luck he got from from the college football playoff committee. You know, former athletic director at multiple schools, multiple NCAA schools. So he had legit people. He actually had a real plan for the XFL, but unfortunately, COVID nineteen just. Changed the world and it just got swept up and swept up in that wave. And at least some of those dudes are actually, you know, getting getting picked up by NFL rosters. I mean, now we just got to see whether or not NFL even gets a. That's gets all. A the, that's all the XFL was, man. I mean, it's like the Canadian Football League. You just ain't. You just got to go to Las Vegas instead of Canada. But, I mean, that's. You can tell that that was his dream. This nigga, it failed in 99. It is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga said, oh shit, we're going to run this back. I've been, I've been waiting. Still trying. So, 2030, when Vince is 90 years old, 
Still, still kicking it. <laughs> still running Raw and SmackDown. He gonna try again. So y'all just be ready for XFL 2030. It's happening. Oh, I'm bracing myself right now, Smuff. Remember that. Remember I told you that. Bracing myself right now. But I still just can't get over this young man made wrestling essential. Like, That's crazy. You, That's no, about wild. <laughs> no one in the history of the world has ever like, you know, do an essentials check and be like, okay, do I have some toilet paper? Do I have my keys, my phone, my wallet, my wrestling? No. That has <laughs> never happened. Like, oh shit, let me go back in the house. I forgot my wrestling. It's not it's not an essential thing. You know what's the bad thing about that about that guys? It's like in the press release that they put out after after that, what was even slimier, talking about so this is sewn in sewn in society's fabric. And this is the time you know we'll put smiles on faces and we'll keep families together. They really act like they're really the only source of entertainment during pandemic. Can, can, can I? Can, I mean, as far as sports, yeah, you know, they going because the Olympics are canceled, MLB is canceled, hockey canceled, NBA playing horse. What the fuck oh, is that? Oh, oh no! Nah. Oh my God, the NBA. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Hold on, be. Before we get there, before we get to, before we get to that <laughs> shit show, I just want to think about Smurf. I, I get all that, but they they fancy themselves sports entertainment. Now, in terms of entertainment, like you said, going back to essentials, I can name a hundred other entertainment options before WWE that I can actually be like, you know what, I'm gonna need them before before I need those. Before I need those guys, and, and I'm a rest, and I'm like, and you know, we are all wrestling fans. I'm glad you know that we actually have have some sort sort of it going on because again, we're wrestling fans. Even through through you know this the, the shitty time of of you know releasing releasing you know over 20 on air talents and not, not just. Not just Raw SmackDown guys, but you're releasing NXT folks, releasing writers, releasing actually some damn good writers who wrote some of the best stories that y'all had going at the beginning of the year. We're still watching it because we're fans. And even with that, like you said, y'all not essential. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to live in the world without baseball, without NBA playoffs right now. I can live in the world without and, baseball. And, and I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. not cool with it, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm living. <laughs> we we making it out here, and mm. WWE Ooh. not being not being on television for a while is not going to is absolutely not going to affect me and my and my sanity. That's just how it is to it. Like I said, y- y'all not essential, but hey, more power to y'all. You know, for finessing for for, for finessing Florida and making Florida more of a joke than what it is to the rest of the country. So yeah. It was a it was a money move. Uh, somebody dropped some bags. Uh, Vince promised somebody else some money. It happens. I just find it funny. Uh, I don't know if it's like that where, where y'all are, but the police can give you citations. You know, if you're out at a certain time, if you're not an essential worker. So I just imagine like the police doing checkpoints, 
you know, they letting the, okay, you're a nurse, you're a doctor. Okay, cool. Wait a minute. Is that Mojo Rowley? That nigga's an essential worker. Let him through. Like, I just imagine some shit like that happening, man, where it's like, you're with the nurses and doctors as essential workers. Gronk is out of here with the, with the Kroger grocery people because he's essential now. Man, if y'all don't wave them niggas through, hey, that's a WWE. Let, let them niggas through, man. They're essential. No, nah, but I, I know they, they had said something about, uh, I think it was kind of necessary to keep the tapings going because you know how business is. If you, you know, don't don't stay true to the agreement in that contract, they'll find a way to, you know, find loopholes in that contract. So with TV being WWE's basically main source of income right now, they had to do something to uh, to show Fox and USA. That they still they still about this life, especially Fox, because we all know Fox dropped that bag on them. Big bag. And the fact that Fox ain't scared to kick niggas off the uh, network. <laughs> I'm surprised they ain't, just... they ain't been canceled. Yeah, Fox will cancel your shit quick, fast, like Mantis. <laughs> I still can't believe you're talking about Mantis. <laughs> no, that was my show, man. <laughs> my, my bad, bro. <laughs> they canceled uh, Mantis. Man, man Young Cliff, you're a wild boy, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. What we got next, man? Shit. I think that's really about it. Um,. Young Cliff, anything noteworthy happened on Raw or SmackDown? <laughs> that nigga's not here. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, Young Cliff not being here is brought to you oh, by Teddy Riley and Babyface. Let's get into oh. it. All right, for, the, for those who don't know, it is Saturday, April 18th, and we just witnessed one of the oldest geriatric people using social media the wrong way. It was it was basically the most hyped versus battle that the quarantine era has ever seen. Yeah. Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Old ass Demetrius dropped some knowledge on him because I stopped looking at it. Bruh, alright. So, this is what happened, y'all. So, okay, so last episode we talked about this and how Teddy Riley was kind of talking about charging people for this versus series against Babyface and we was like, nah, we ain't paying for that dumb shit. So they got, packed, they got past that. They got past that. So tonight, Saturday night, 9 p.m., Everybody was excited. Babyface versus Teddy Riley. Niggas had their linen suits. Niggas had their Bluetooth. Niggas was ready. Old player sandals was in effect. Ready for a basketball game or a sermon. 
So it was it was with whatever. So <laughs> we get we get we log in, everybody ready? And uh so we see this nigga Teddy Riley. This nigga got a whole band, this nigga got a DJ, this nigga got a hype man, and this nigga got a matching shirt with pants. So I, soon as soon as I saw Teddy Riley outfit, I should have knew some bullshit was coming. <laughs> this nigga came out. He had his he had his piano. He had his keyboard. This nigga mixing table. This nigga had a mixing table. Meanwhile, my nigga Babyface come on, and I'll let you tell. What, 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 what did, how many people did Babyface have in the room, Young Smoke? If you count his sunglasses, one. It was just Babyface. Babyface came on there. And you know, Babyface is really soft-spoken and respectable. Yeah. But I know in his head, when he got on there, that nigga was like, man, what the fuck Teddy doing with all these goddamn people in here? I don't think Teddy's... I don't think he saw any of the other ones to really to really get the vibes. He didn't he didn't know the vibes. That's that's a great point. That's a great point. He couldn't have seen the rest of them. I don't know what the fuck he thought this was. Because <laughs> uh, and I sent y'all a link, but he was filming at the same time for his website. Was a, which is a completely different issue in itself, the fact that he has a website that he thinks we're going to go on to. No. So, <laughs> fuck we, your website, my nigga. We don't, type on the, we don't type on the internet no more. He think I'm going to type in Teddy Riley oldnigga.com Matching shirt pants? No. <laughs> fuck you think this is, nigga? Too many letters. If I wanted to search you, I would click on the Twitter app and put T-E-D and your name pops up. That's it. That's all <laughs> no, the typing I'm going to yeah. But yeah, man. So, alright. So, they start. They begin. Teddy Riley goes first and his music sounds like shit. And, okay, people, it was about four hundred to 500,000 people in there. And I'm looking at it, and I see that shit drop to like 350 off the off rip. They like, oh no, nah, this old nigga don't know what he's doing. I'm out. I was one of those people. <laughs> so, Smuff, along with uh, along with 100,000 other smart people, got the fuck out of Dodge because they they said, oh, that's an accident about to happen. I'm going the other fucking way. <laughs> so, it just went okay. So the music sound like shit. So they go three rounds, and then I guess Swiss beats Timberland like, "Hey, let's get on the phone. Let's figure this shit out." So they take a break. They're like, "All right, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this sound fixed because we're in the music business. So our thing is music, sound. Let's figure this out." Them niggas did worse. They came back. <laughs> Teddy sound. Teddy sounded a little better. It was still shit though. And Babyface is just over there. Pressing play and stop. <laughs> play and stop. His he, music sounded amazing. You want to hear something? Here it go. <laughs> Boom. Babyface over there dropping hits. And his shit sounded amazing. He over there playing 
on a fucking iPhone or Android just playing music. Like, meanwhile, Teddy Riley got 27 people in the room, a film crew, not a social distancing. Vince McMahon, he got all kind of niggas in the room. He got, he got, uh, he got Tiger King in there <laughs> from jail. I don't know. Carol Baskin in there. He got Carol Baskin in that bitch. Ready to kill a new husband. <laughs> it was yeah. a, it was a wild time. Yeah, man, it, it, it was a shit show, man. But like like most tragedies and like most bad things that happen online, the aftermath has been hilarious with the memes on Twitter. Like people are going in on Teddy Riley. Like I don't think it would have been so bad had. We've not had animosity towards him from jump. Right. When right. it's like, okay, you fucked up, but now you fucked up plus you wanted us to pay for this shit. Yeah. And it's like, uh, this this sounds like ass, but on his website, it sounds great. That shit sounds amazing on his website that I'm never gonna fucking go to. It's like, little does he know, he is going to be the only person to go on his website. The the irony of us seeing his website on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> oh, nigga, nobody's going to your website, old ass nigga. No, I, bruh, I haven't been on a website in years. Yo, go to my website for fucking what? To do what, nigga? To do what? To, to, to do what? <laughs> Listen to... No, ew. <laughs> Go to your website, fucking Teddy Riley. Yeah, man. But it, it was... Uh, apparently, they're gonna... They're apparently gonna reschedule uh, the battle. My nigga... Uh, my nigga Babyface put a video out before anybody and said, Hey, I'm going to bed. Uh, <laughs> y'all see what that nigga's on? Your boy's over here. <laughs> I'm about to put my robe on, my good robe, and my house shoes, and take these dark ass sunglasses off, <laughs> and go to bed with it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think your face had them sunglasses on. <laughs> nigga, hey, I don't know if niggas peeped the three candles in the back either. That, my nigga Babyface had three candles in them dark ass sunglasses and was ready to rock. That nigga, bruh. Like I'd be mad as hell if I baby face. I don't I don't set the mood. Yeah. I'm letting y'all niggas know what I'm on. That nigga had some, some champagne. <laughs> nigga had some champagne. I got his dark ass sunglasses right and it's blazing. <laughs> oh man, did I come back in time? Yeah, man. What well, what's up, man? You, you took a little break on this? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I, I had a I had to do a little baby face, man. I had to, I had to just say, you know, forget this job. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, you, did you happen to go on uh, Instagram to see if the battle finished? Oh, nah, bro. <laughs> like I said, after, after, after they canceled it the yeah. second time, technical difficulties, I gave up on it. I actually didn't see it until right before getting on the show to see that allegedly baby face postponed the battle until... Until until you know further notice. <laughs> Man, I'm, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. 
Yeah, I was about to say, unfortunately, I'm not too optimistic it's going to happen. But at the same time, man, they got to run it back for the culture, y'all. They can't go out like they can't go out like this, guys. I'm sure y'all probably talked about it, but folks were hyped. Folks were hyped about this. In fact, <laughs> I sent a message to Demetrius when I found out in the all of our group chat that they were going to run it back for this for this Saturday. I was like, yeah, be back in there. Yeah. I said that, you know, my man Demetrius had the linen suit pressed, y'all. I man, we was ready to go out here. I was ready, man. I was ready. I was I was I was genuinely excited about this. Like, yes. Who doesn't love 90s, 80s, 90s R&B? Like, everybody. I was excited about this shit, man. I must say, the father of New Jack Swing and, you know, the father of modern R&B? Yes. <laughs> like, we, we were here for it. We were here for it. It was, it was, old, it was old nigga time, and them niggas didn't, and, and Teddy Riley said, fuck y'all. All right, so, peep game, man. All right. You know, I took my time out. I'm taking my time out right now. I am on TeddyRiley.com. What? You feel me? <laughs> it's lit. This nigga about page is like 700 paragraphs of bullshit. I ain't reading this. His videos are links to YouTube. He has nothing in the press and no tour dates. And that's his website. No, I'm not going over there. That's what you're saying? I'm not going. I'm I'm getting out of here now. I wish you could forget a website. Damn. Yeah, Teddy, get rid of that fucking website, man. All right, we, we gotta we gotta see who Babyface could can battle now. I, I think us as a social media community are done with Teddy Riley. As far as participating in things, yeah. Oh, he's a meme for forever now. That shit is hilarious. And my my nigga Swiss Beast was so frustrated. That nigga was typing in the chat, uh, do, uh, DTM doing too much, less is more. Like nigga, the fuck you out here doing? A lot. <laughs> Way too much. I'm doing many things. Yeah, like I said I knew something was up when he was actually the first one with the. Who had a feed going, and he was like doing sound checks, and I'm like, hold up now. And then he had to actually get baby, he said, get baby face, add baby face on, you know, to the live. And I was like, hold up, this dude has his keyboard in front of him, he has his computer in front of him, he had the DJ in the back, he had the live drums, and about 15 other niggas who obviously had absolutely nothing to do because. None of them had to be sound engineers because they were having the same sound problems throughout the entire damn paddle. And it's like, does anybody know how to turn off a microphone? Can, 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 can we do that? I'm going to say this. Manny Fresh would never. Nope. Quest Love and DJ D-Nice would never. No. And if you're looking for IG quarantine music, those three are your best bets. Yep. Be nice for all of the old school jams. Manny Fresh for the nigga shit. And Quest Love for just weird ass midnight earth music or whatever the fuck Quest Love be playing. It's all weird. 
That nigga playing some weirdo shit, bro. Bro, but hey, what you got to do at 2 in the morning? You listen to Press Love play weirdo shit. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's, what, that's where I'm at with it. I hope the nigga on now after we finish this. <laughs> I'm about to chill out and listen to goddamn. Uh, I don't know minerals going to the ground. I don't know what the fuck Quest Love be playing. Huh? All right, but before we before we wrap this up, we got to talk about the new format of the Money in the Bank, the ladder match on the roof of the. WWE headquarters. Now, that's weird. Oh, that's Demetrius. You're looking. You're looking like you didn't hear that. The fuck? Yeah, dog. They announced it yesterday. So, so this is this is the new thing for the WWE at Money in the Bank. We're gonna have the Money in the Bank ladder match, but. The participants have to fight through the WWE headquarters, starting yeah, from like the yeah, main, starting from like the main floor, I believe, or somewhere in the lobby, and they're going to have to fight all the way up until they get to the top, and then that's when the ladder match is going to happen because the ladder is on the top of the building. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being funny at all. Are y'all niggas fucking with me? No, dog. No. Look, look, go go on, go on your local social medias and look at the Money in the Bank 2020 poster. Hey, I'm going right now. Yes, it is a picture hey. of a lot of wrestlers and the headquarters and a ladder on top of the headquarters. And it's like the tagline is climbing the corporate ladder or some shit. Yeah, climbing the corporate ladder. That's exactly what it is, what it is to meet your son. Yeah, it's, it's the format. Now, now, with that, it sounds weird, but I think if they do it... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to happen. But look, look, see... You look so disappointed. <laughs> you're, you're coming at it from it's going to be a shit show if they do it in real time. Right? Yeah. There has been rumors that they are going to do more cinematic things. Okay. Because they have ain't shit else to do. And the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse got so much praise. So I think maybe this latter match could be one of the cinematic things. At least the climb from bottom to top. Right. So you get that cinematic shit and then you can start the match actually once everybody gets to the top or the survivors of I don't know what the fuck. But that may could work. I do think if they start recording everybody, I don't even know how you would do that. How many cameras would you actually need to have all these people running up and down steps or elevators or whatever. When is money in the uh, headquarters? You talk about, oh, Connecticut? Like, now I said well, when? Time hours. What's up? When? Is it next week? We oh, got when is, on like May 10th. 
I think it's what money in the bank is supposed to be. Yeah. So that's yep. that's the new pay per view, you know, and we're gonna have um I think in that pay per view as well, we're gonna have Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. Um the Fiend and uh Braun Strowman. That might be a cool one. Yeah. Hooray, hooray. I just wanna say hooray for continuity, y'all. Hooray for continuity. Finally then acknowledging the, the past of those two shares, so yeah. That's his that's his whole story. And see, I'm I'm hoping Bray wins. So we can get heel Braun again. Because Bray is basically making everybody he faces a, a heel. So we get heel Braun again, and then once Roman Reigns um comes back, whenever he comes back, we get Braun and Roman again. Cause that was like I, I finished with you. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, the Braun and Roman situation, that was peak Braun. That was like when everybody yep. loved him. And once he got off of Roman, it was like the writers didn't know what to do with him. Uh-huh. So it's like maybe with this title win under his belt, some people may feel like they got more more room to like I guess play with him a little bit and run with it again. So that's what I'm hoping, but I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, interesting things we have of course speaking of money and in the bank, we've had our qualifying matches, and if if, if, if you're a fan of Naomi, which I assume that is all of us, you're kind of like, yeah, Naomi, <laughs> I don't know what they've doing do, do with Naomi for like the past year or so, man. You have a job and not to Dana Brooke, man. I, I can't call it no more. Hey, man, they're trying to push Dana. They're trying yeah. to push Dana, and they're trying to push Tamina. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently to Tamina won something. I don't know what she won, but she won. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she had a title match coming up with coming up with Bailey, I think. And I don't know if they announced the full money in the bank, but I know what it is coming up though, because she beat Sasha for for the chance to chance to face Bailey for the women's championship. Like, so. Are they pushing Tamina now because she's back or are they pushing Tamina now? Because Dark Side of the Ring did the Jimmy Snooker story. These That's a tough are, one. These are questions. Because <sighs> I'm going to tell you like this. I've been watching wrestling back again for eight years now. Nine years. Tamina has never really been pushed. And now... She hasn't pushed ever. <laughs> the, the Jimmy, the Jimmy story is out, and Tamina got a title run that's about to happen. She's the worst wrestler ever. Shit. <laughs> She's not good. Honestly, Smoke, I will, I will say this though. And this, unfortunately, just shows you how bad the women's division, I think, right now, and especially with SmackDown, is. Who else can you, at least with Tamina, you can at least say, you know, at least Tamina had the Nia Jax factor, factor about her. 
she, she's bigger than everybody else. So you can at least say that she's a threat, maybe because of the fact that she's so big, and nobody should be able to have any legitimate offense against her. Other than that, like you said, she she's bad. We know this. We know this. But it's almost like, hey, again, just look at WrestleMania. Amen. They 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 didn't have nobody to face Bailey one on one and just say, hey, we just gonna. Just throw all you random women in here just cause because we, we don't have any idea what we're doing with y'all division. We don't have any idea what we want to do with Bailey as our champion. We're just gonna we just gonna draw a name out of a paper bag. Just like they did with Brawl for All, allegedly. We're gonna draw a name out of a paper bag. And whoever whoever name we draw out, you're gonna be facing Bailey for the women's championship. Hey, the Brawl Fall was crazy. It said it said Vince really wanted Bart to catch that fade. <laughs> <laughs> for messing up Dr. Death. <laughs> Bro, I forgot that Dr. Death was actually part of the company before. No, no. <laughs> I said before I actually watched it. I remember he had a run, but I forgot that that's where we totally forgot about Dr. Death was doing the brawl for all. Then they, then they, when, when they did the interview with Butterbean, I was like, oh man, Vince, Vince a foul nigga. Like, you know, you already know Butterbean, yes. He's really big, but he's still a professional boxer. Boxer. And you yeah. out here putting your people who don't have any professional training in anything whatsoever except fake fighting. Yeah. <laughs> up against a professional in the professional's line of work. Uh, yes. Not Butterbean is in a wrestling match with Bart. Nope. And and we we never saw Bart again. Salute the Bart gun, man. Salute the Bart gun. I think he's a man. Respect the Bart gun because he could he showed that he could literally throw hands. But again, I guess dudes who knew how to fake fight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well Rhonda. Hey man, what what what's going on with Rhonda, dog? Rhonda said, "Fuck everything." Oh, I know, man. She, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go there, y'all. <laughs> how do How do you feel, old ass Demetrius? Uh, yeah, man. So Ronda Rousey got a lot of people upset through some of her comments through her interview. Uh, she used the term "fake fighting" in regards to wrestling. She said, and paraphrasing, she gets to something fake fighting. She gets to fake fight. Uh, for some of you who may not be familiar with wrestling, that is a no-no. You don't call it fake fighting. They don't refer to it as fake anything because they get real life hurt. <laughs> and some people real life die. Yep. So they don't play that fake fighting shit. Like, you don't say that. That's disrespectful to the business. Disrespectful to your coworkers, people in the locker room, the people that came before you. So people are upset. And a lot of people tweeted about it. A lot of people spoke out like... Uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax. Nia Jax, everyone spoke out against this, and just it's disrespectful to say that. So, if, like, and, and, I, and I, I put it in our group. I said, if this, is this a work? Is this a shoot? Like, what's going on? I think Smuff, you said it might be both. It might um, be a little bit of both. I don't. Like, I'm confused um, because the way I'm looking at it. I mean, I just don't see her 
souring on it that much because even when she was in MMA before she had her mental breakdown for losing one fight I lost one fight so bitch before she had her little mental breakdown she was still a wrestling fan I mean they called themselves the four horse women out, out of respect for the four horsemen so and and we know that Shayna Baszler who is a friend of Ronda is now up in Maine on some heel shit. So I'm like, if Rhonda does decide to come back, it's only right that we go ahead and get this four horse women versus four horse women clicking some seeds going in, in some kind of way. Which means that Rhonda, if she does come back, it would have to be in a heel capacity. So that's why I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to me that now you're saying all of this bullshit. You've been gone for a year, but now that Shayna's back, now it's fake fighting and fuck all that. And then Shayna chimes in talking about how dare, how dare you guys talk bad about Rhonda, blah 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 blah. And that's why I'm like, I think it's a work. Yeah, if she comes back or when she comes back, because everybody comes back, uh, she's gonna be she's gonna get a lot of heat, which is gonna be great for the women's division. They could use Ronda right now. As much as people don't like her, or is it fake or not, whatever, as far as their dislike for her, um, they could use her right now. Um, the division is really stale right now, whether it's due to, to due to the writing whether it's due to the performers, like it's really kind of stale right now with a lot of the women. So having Ronda come back, it's going to be hot when she comes back. She's going to get a lot of heat. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be big news when she comes back. So uh, it's working. Whatever she's doing is working, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Do we? I think that's about it. Do we have anything else that we may have missed, you guys? We're like an hour in. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of the women's division to just to just you know put put the cherry on top of the conversation, I have to give a a shout out to I gotta give a shout out to Sonya Deville and her promo that she cut on Mandy. It was it, it reminded me that you know we all know that tag teams get broken up in the WWE. You know, that's what happens. Tag teams get broken up sooner rather than later. Unless you're the new day, but like I said, I I, I like y'all. I didn't I didn't catch rest, a lot of wrestling this past week. At least not live. I had to just look back on on certain you know big things and re, read up on what I missed. And I was actually to call it the promo again to catch you to readers up. This is all just part of one big storyline of involving Sonya Deville. To Mandy, to Mandy and Mandy's getting with Otis and Sonya tricking Mandy into getting in a relationship with Dolph Ziggler. So this, so this whole storyline has actually been actually a lot of wheels, but everybody's actually played their role pretty pretty damn well. And this is Sonya. She sounded like she was actually trying to you know get back at least bring Fire and Desire back together again, but. 
she flipped the script real fast and pretty much said, you know, a lot of the snarky things that a lot of wrestling, at least on the wrestling fans, have said about blonde wrestlers for like the past 10 years or so. She cut a promo, and the thing is, she, she looked believable in it. I had no idea she would actually, she actually had that kind of range. She, I was never really impressed with her character before this. And she actually showed that she might have a role post-breakup of Fire and Desire. She she might not get Marty Jannetty. <laughs> hopefully, so hopefully when this is over. And no, they, they sleeping on they sleeping on Sonya, man. Like she did a she cut a backstage promo maybe last year or the year before, and it was like directed at Becky Lynch, and that's when I kind of saw. I was like, okay, so you might, so you got a got a little something, but yeah, they just there. they just never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like for me, I'm I'm rooting for, um, kind of the same way I had been rooting for Becky when she was floundering, not doing shit. So I mean, I I hope something comes out of her, but at the same time. They would probably have to change her gimmick because she came in there as an MMA fighter with the um, hair up, square up thing. And it's kind of weird to have her plus Shayna plus whenever Ronda come back plus the Mm -hmm. other two horsewomen down at NXT whenever they get fully trained. Yeah. Who's the one that's going to be left by the wayside if she doesn't change her gimmick? Gotcha. Sonya. Got so, 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 yeah. And this really just shows, shows y'all that if people want to know, or this listeners, if y'all want to know why so many wrestling fans hold the Attitude Era, I think, and there's such high self-esteem besides, you know, pure nostalgia factor. It I wasn't the wrestling. Thing, what's up? <laughs> So if you wanted to know why we hold it in high self-esteem, it wasn't because of the wrestling. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. not at all. But besides the Star Wars, I think one of the bigger, I think one of the more underrated strengths of the Attitude, Attitude Era was the fact that you had good feuds outside of the main title pictures. You didn't have to be involved with the, with the you know, WWE Championship or even the IC Championship to have good, have good feuds. And that's what I'm like, you know, seeing with the entire Fire Desire to Otis and Dolph storyline. There's actually a real storyline there. And it's actually, you know, real motivations to actually, you know, turn, turn, you know, both the men's side and the women's side into blood feuds that can actually, you know, power an undercard to actually, you know, get through, get through, you know, times like these. So, yeah, yeah make, make a shout out to Sonya Deville for... For, for this past week, man. Like, if there was an MVP that came out of this week, I think it was definitely her. So, so I'm definitely looking forward to see see where else this goes. I mean, it was already a, a simple, good storyline with Otis getting the girl. Now, n- now there are other layers that they're building on. That's actually, you know, proving it to be one of the hottest stories within the, within the WWE. And I just wanted to just take my time to give to give a shout out to that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Zelina Vega for her stable that she's yeah. uh, that she's come up with, not come up with, but that she's running right now. 
Uh, they had a great showing on Raw this past week, and I just thought it was uh, it was refreshing to see. Um, she was um, constantly like she brought out a couple of wrestlers, like she was constantly involved throughout the night, and it was refreshing to see that kind of manager, that kind of heel manager. So it was cool to see. So I'm interested to see how that goes moving forward. So yeah, before we head out for the night, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Zelina Vega also for how she looks. We can keep the party going. How, yeah. Question. Yeah. How many people do you think the WWE is going to bring up because Andrade has either gotten hurt or violated <laughs> the wellness policy? Because <laughs> both of we, we talking about um, Angel Garza and Austin Theory, right? Yeah. Both of these people were brought up from NXT because something that Andrade had done. Yep. <laughs> he, he giving niggas jobs, B. What? He is, bro. So this nigga, next, next thing, he gonna go ahead and have a honeymoon, take time off, and Velveteen Dream is gonna be in the stable. <laughs> nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just, and, though, do you know how nerve-wracking, luckily they were in the performance center, but do you know how nerve-wracking that had to be for, like, Austin Theory to basically two weeks before Mania? You just really got exposed on NXT, mm-hmm. and now they just say, hey, fuck this NXT shit. Yeah, you, on, you on Mania. <laughs> that, shit had up, to be that shit had to be wild for him, man. Yep. And shout-out to him, too, who's also... He's also from the A, so definitely shout out to Austin Theory for for getting a taste of the limelight so early. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm just shout out to Zelina Vega. All right. So, anything, any last words before we wrap this thing up like a baby? Uh, if you haven't, <coughs> if you haven't Google uh, Bianca Belair, do yourself a service and do so. Um, but that's all I got. Young, like that, man. Young Cliff? Good stuff. Um, I'm going to address a address something that that one of our pro fights put in put in the chapter group me yesterday. Holy shit! <laughs> and it was, you know, and, and it was, you know, some some young Caucasians decided to get on TikTok oh, and, and, and decided to you know make mock. Mock the entire the Negro race and and, and and the racist fashion that, that that you would expect a couple of you know folks from from Carrollton, Georgia would do. Now that's not disparaging Carrollton, Georgia, because again I did go to West West Georgia, so well at least for one of my degrees. So shout out to Carrollton. Carrollton's always in my heart, but I'm just saying this to white people everywhere. If you all are gonna Go and put racist shit on social media. Don't be surprised if there is quick and immediate reprisal against your dumbass behavior. Because these these kids, these were literally kids. <clears throat> they were high they were high school seniors, in fact. And even though they're not in school, they still got expelled and they won't be graduating because of stupid shit like this. <laughs> kids making stupid decisions and. They're paying, and they're paying adult prices for it. So you might think that it's okay 
and now, but no. Just whenever, if if ever y'all decide to do some dumb shit like that, just no, no. Unless unless y'all have your career path decided, unless you decide that your career path is going to involve paper or plastic, or do you want to upgrade your burger to a combo? Shit. That's it. That's that's all I got, fellas. God damn. And, and shout out to all healthcare workers. Y'all the real MVPs, so I can end it on a positive note. Okay, <laughs> young Cliff, eat it. Hey, man. <laughs> when it comes to racism, watch out, niggas. Racism and women. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, y'all. <laughs> hey, man. One thing to get my boy Young Cliff out of character is a woman out in the kitchen. God damn! Wait, what you? <laughs> Hold on, man. You really not do this. <laughs> so, you got. Wait, 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 wait. Y'all you got, not doing. You got shoes on. You ain't barefoot. One second, young Cliff. Well, bitch, what you doing out with shoes on, bitch? <laughs> How did this happen? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> for any women who have gotten this far into this podcast. But, as always, eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Eat your milk. Don't do school. Take your drugs with gloves on. It's a fact. (laughs) And stop sharing blunts. You're going to get sick. It's a pandemic outside. Buy Wash your, your hands. Buy your own blunts. Mm-hmm.